Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Unlimited Railworks, Video Game Choo Choo's anime podcast. Whew. It is warm. <laughs> um, we're here to talk about anime. And was I here last time? No. Was I? No. Nope. It was no. Just, uh, it was just you and Maverick, uh, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. Well, so so everyone's back together again then, and we're here properly. I'm. The band I, is back. I was moving to Los Angeles, so it was a bit of an undertaking to go across the entire country. <laughs> so I think I needed to take a break before um, doing that. Um, but I'm happy to be back. I'm happy that we're all here. Um, also here again is John. Hi, I'm back. I don't remember what I was doing last week. Probably work? Maybe. I don't fucking know. Who can say? Um, Elvie, what have you been doing, huh? What are you, what are you up yeah, to? Yeah, I, 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 was, I was here last episode, and I don't even remember what I was doing last week. <laughs> Dude. That's that's March for you. It's March for you. you. <laughs> it's speaking of March. Yeah. Of March. Oh, well, wait. Well, that's a skip. We have Mavericks here also. Uh, yeah. Truth. <laughs> December destroyed me. January crushed me. By February, I was not myself. March rolled in like beatings and came out like a bear hug. In April, I stare As they say. In April, I will stare out the window for a fucking month. Me too. Yep. That's the uh, survive of uh, year two of a pandemic. Two? Three? Sorry. <laughs> I really wish it was two. <laughs> oh, 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 no. Don't start, don't start saying numbers. That will just... Yeah, make this is making things worse. Okay, oh. never mind. Speaking of three, uh, March is the third month. And this is an anime <laughs> 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 March comes in like a lion, or what is it? It's three Gatsu no Ryan. San Gatsu no Ryan. Sangatsu. Sorry, yeah, it's yeah. such as a song. Come on. Um, come on, listen, I'm out of practice. My the conjuring with um, you're you're correct. Uh, you're factual that March is indeed the third the third month in it is. calendars. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um. So we watched that thanks to Patreon pick. Oh wait, no, this wasn't a Patreon pick. No, this was this was Elvie's pick. Which yeah. thank you, Elvie, because I've been putting this off for yeah. years. Uh, <laughs> Already thinking about the Patreon pick. I am. That's, that's this foresight. month. Yeah. yeah oh. That's fair. Totally fair. March comes in like a lion. Is a series written and illustrated by Chika Umino. Um, as I said, I think on the last time we did, or when we announced that we were going to watch this, uh, I was saying I learned about her from Fate Go, and I have to say I quite like her style of writing and, uh, character design. Um, this, the series specifically was done by Shaft, the anime series, um, and obviously they have their own flair to it. Like, obviously, most of these women have transformed into full-on Shaft women. <laughs> but <laughs> there is still that consistent art style that I think makes it stand out and feel really warm, is what I always think of when I look at it. Um, it really just has a warm, like, not cartoony vibe, but like, you know, like an exaggeration to reflect the emotions that they are just, like, going through. 
in the series. Um, but yeah, um, I won't go immediately into it. Uh, Elvie, as the person who recommended this, what did you think of March Comes In Like a Lion? Yeah, um, I have like a personal relationship with this series because it was actually, and, and actually a strange bittersweet one because it was very much a series recommended to me by someone I, I don't, you know, it was someone who's like, t- I've handed ties with for like a long time ago at this point. Um, it was a kind of very interesting revisiting it in kind of a different perspective, trying to trying to learn how to uh, what, what's the right, cope. I guess I guess I guess Lord, what, when you have relationships like those and you're trying to cope with the issue of like, man, this thing is kind of ruined because it's it's tied with that former relationship or or something that turns sour. Um, and there was just like a few things like that that I was trying to learn how to process, like. Uh, you know, asking these questions about yourself over like, you know, did I did I really like this or was this tied to a very specific person or a very specific formative period in my life that um, it doesn't hold up uh, on its own? Um, and uh, <laughs> and ultimately, you know, as, as one of those positive things that did come out of that, uh, you know, now broken bond, like it, it, this very much is a series that holds up regardless. Um, and it, it is something I've, I genuinely do love and appreciate. And like, actually, in fact, like even notice maybe I think more people are going into it recently, which is interesting, um, despite it being a couple years old at this point. At least the anime adaptation, the manga is still ongoing. Um, and I, I'm not sure yet if like another season will continue the rest of it to the end. But it is, yeah, indeed a very interesting uh, Shaft production where... <laughs> as you were saying the women have been shafted up oh yeah like all the way. like <laughs> um where um this is not a dark series necessarily at its surface it's very much a series about mental health about trauma um about imposter syndrome like about a lot of negative feelings a lot of a lot about like negative um emotions yet the surface is very um soft very warm very nostalgic in a way um um, a word they use in the series itself fluffy uh for one of the characters uh, described akari specifically like she makes like at least the translation i remember being that you know she takes things home and makes tries to make things fluffy again um it's 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 very it's very heartwarming and welcoming which is kind of the themes of what the series is trying to do when it follows basically an orphan, um, a, a young man, a young teenager, a teenager who's kind of forced to grow up and is sprung into adulthood very quickly because he lost his parents and his way of channeling or at least finding some sort of outlet in the midst of that like very um, lonely time period is through Shoji. You know, and when you read about this series and like how it's described, it's like, is this a sports anime? Is this a sports series? And it's not. <laughs> you very quickly realize this is not a shoji focused uh, show. It's it's more like shoji's used as like a prop piece. Like it's it's really entirely just something in the backdrop to frame kind of the character conflicts between the main character and ever you know, and kind of like everyone else, even though it's very centered on him, Ray. Um, which means zero, right? Like, is that, is if that, I'm correct? Um, or something to the effect of like blankness. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so then so all the names here are very like on the nose. They're not, <laughs> they're not like trying to be so at all, but, um, and, um, he, you know, he, he's going through this emotional jury where, yeah, he's forced to be an adult, but in a lot of ways, he, he's still very stunted. He's still very much a young man who doesn't know quite who he is, um, and it's very evident, um, you know, even as a little, you know, as the first, like, 11 episodes of the first season of the show that um, 
he he's 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 kind of not um he's kind of he's kind of doesn't he kind of doesn't have his own identity quite yet um it's clear that he just never had the time or support network to develop that with the circumstances that he was forced into um you know and he's trying to substitute that with shoji for now um you know and over time throughout the later part of the series and you know ongoing like you you know he tried he he reevaluates reevaluates what that is um you know his relationship with the game over whether or not it's like his crutch or like if, if it's actually something he actually does want to do like he, he second guesses himself over whether it's not whether or not it's something he actually likes or was simply something that was just handed to him because he had nothing else in his life he had no immediate family to support him like his adoptive family had a lot of issues which is why he chose to live on his own now which is something that continues to haunt him and literally comes back with his, like, adoptive sister kind of, like, constantly trying to guilt trip him with her own, like, mess going on, clearly. Um, and he ends up finding kind of, like, a, like a found family within these, um, this group of sisters who are, like, basically his neighbors. They're not literally his neighbors. They, like, <laughs> they kind of, like, show it. And, like, they're in, like, a seaside town. And, like, they're, like, across a bridge. So I don't know, like, what's the base. But they're basically in the community. And, you know, from a day of, like... From an incident we later learned about, like, they found him, and they took him in, and now he's, like, and he has essentially befriended him and has realized, you know, I mean, at least slowly learned to realize, wow, these people are just so kind and charitable to me, and, like, they kind of have their own demons going on. They have their own personal struggles, and he's kind of trying to learn how to mirror himself to that. Well, not learn, he's not learning, but, like, we we learn as a viewer that there are definitely parallels there, that he's, um, that his experience with them is basically also helping his own healing journey from, like, all the things he's going through. And in a lot of ways, as much as he has, like, a lot of issues, he his presence in their lives and eventually other people, such as the different players he meets throughout the shoji tournaments as he climbs up, is also impacting them as well. Um... It's just, it's just a very um, wonderful, grounded, um, you know, <laughs> like drama about, um, you know, self-analysis and kind of um, yeah, yeah, just this journey about healing, essentially. Just this journey about healing and trying to find yourself. Um, and I think it's just so interesting how the sport of it is not the focus. It, it is merely just a platform to... Um, you know, kind of serve as the trajectory for like what all the characters are going through. Um, with with Ray being the center of all those relationships, it's 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 a very it's a very good series. And and again, like I said, despite all the uh, focus on mental health and a lot of these you know negative feelings and emotions and struggles, it 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 doesn't um what's the word? It doesn't not, not cartoonize. What, what's the word? It doesn't. It, it it's not exploitive about it. Um. I think it's very, you know, tied in with how Shaft, like, loves to visualize things and use symbolism for a lot of things in a very avant-garde way. It, I think it does a good job of, like, uh, demonstrating these emotions through their visual metaphors in such a way that isn't so flagrant or disrespectful. I think, it, it like, again, it, it ties in well with how grounded the show is and very subdued it is. It's not very, it, it's not a show about intrigue. Um you know, I, I, might, I might go into it later, but, like, I, I think I'll, I actually rewatch um, a very similar show, Queen's Gambit, which is a very similar premise, coincidentally enough, though Queen's Gambit was written in the 80s um, as a novel, where it similar does focus on a young prodigal character. In this case, she's, like, a, a girl who's kind of flung into the world of chess 
And similarly, she has to work out a lot of her own issues and while she's climbing up in the chess world. And it's just it's just so strange how coincidental they're very similar. But in a lot of ways, it's a very different show. It's a very different series because that was <laughs> that was that is definitely a series focused a lot on intrigue and you following this journey, seeing whether or not this girl will you know, completely fall apart. I don't know, it's, it's, it's something a little more, you know, I, I think it's also a show that stands on its own, but it's very much a show that is about that. It, it has that feeling of stress and anxiety as you're falling along these stories, whereas this is a show that really is about, like, learning to be comfortable and kind of taking it in, which, again, tied a lot with the production design of, like, this very pastoral, like, visual style, the music... You know, it's it's interesting. Like, there are, again, two series that are very similar, coincidentally, and they, they, they approach two very different ways on how to depict the struggles of trauma and mental health. And both are using a board game, a, a, like, a competitive board game to kind of talk about that. It just, it just shows a lot of ways that, like, you know, around the world, we have, you know, we, we all kind of, like, end up resigning to the same human stories, but there's there's still so many ways we can depict it. Um, from different culture perspectives, and I think that's pretty cool. And in a lot of ways, I hope, like, Queen's Gambit also, like, kind of um, directed people to March Comes in, like, a line and vice versa. I think I think those are both kind of things that accompany each other for, for both the strengths they have. But, but yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's my opinion about this series, which which is kind of, despite, like, maybe my second or third uh, rewatch of the first oh, season, yeah, essentially. Yeah. Um, I thought that... I will probably join you at some point when I want to show someone else this because I've already really liked uh, what I've been seeing. Um, it was a rewatch with my girlfriend who I watched most of the episodes with and she really still liked it. It seemed like it seemed really, she was mm-hmm. really hyped for everything that was happening. And I was too. Um, I think this is a great show. Um, it really like... I think the most effective sport, like people talk about how in sports anime, you end up getting caught up like to the point where they're not even talking about the game, right? Like, right. Like where it's all focused on personality. But here, I think the way that they examine the interiority of everyone in a way that isn't just like, I need to be better. It's like, it's more of like, who am I? And what makes me feel the things that I'm feeling and having Mm -hmm. that like long form, more realistic, like the scene at the very end of episode 11, right? Where he, he's running and yelling and he's Mm -hmm. just running until he's, he's tired himself out is very like, that's, that's real shit. As I would say, that is the real shit. Um, Right. There was like a lot of uh, pent up anger where, um, yeah, yeah. It seemed like he was, upset directly at his opponent and like how shitty of a person he might have been um but in reality it was very clear it was kind of very parallel to his own relationship to the game yeah um yeah yeah and i think that this reminded me that anime could be really really good in recent times not that we haven't watched (laughs) good anime on the show like i enjoyed princess jellyfish i enjoyed other things but um, before I moved, obviously, I was watching a lot of isekai and, uh, like, just a lot of stuff that's very formulaic and making concessions about what it wants to talk about and its ideas. And on the opposite end, you have this. Like, this is a series that is, like, really deliberate with what it wants to do with its characters, with exploring, like, all of the angles. Of very, like, 
My favorite character in this is Kyoko, his adopted sister. She is, like, mm-hmm. the worst person, mm-hmm. and it rules because, like, they're examining, like, how he feels about her as well. Um, I think of the line, like, I don't know whether I... What, what, what I hated more, that she was doing this or that I wanted to hear her saying more or whatever. Like, I wanted mm-hmm. her to keep talking to me and say this stuff. Um, just really interesting relationships and ideas... And that sort of, like, not just the examination of the self, but the examination of, like, that teenage understanding where you go, oh, my God, wait, everyone else in the world is another person with their own stuff going on. And I shouldn't just develop an ego and think I'm more than them or less than them, even. Um, And that feels like sort of what it's grappling with. Uh... I think the um, the bump of chickens opening and ending are quite good, mm-hmm. as usual with them. Um, and I also think that uh, Shaft makes the best adaptations of anything ever all the time. <laughs> and it drives me crazy because the way that they are able to have their own distinctive house style, but still make this look like the way you know like the distinctive art style the like very specific way they draw like faces and right. environments colors there's so many colors in this show but it's not in a way that's like princess jellyfish colors right where everything's super bright all the time this is like there are colors but it's more like realistic colorful like i think about all of the background dressing in the uh kawamoto house like Mm -hmm. how there's just like little curtains with like a cute little like bunny rabbit on it and like just all the different cabinets and the pictures and how like lived in that feels without looking like a background like i i just i really like everything about this show um and i'm going to watch literally all of it now uh going <laughs> forward over the next month probably because i i think there should just be more stuff like this uh more earnest and like true to the human nature of things instead of like like I yeah, like you said, like it not focusing entirely on shogi, despite being about shogi. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that they didn't explain how shogi worked really. Like I didn't know how <laughs> yeah, it worked it until the fucking cat like, song. It was just like, but but I, it was still effective. Like I didn't yeah. feel like I was missing out on anything. Extremely, you know, like I was mm-hmm. able to intuit everything because of the way it's everything was delivered. Um, Right, the really, problem is, like, I still don't quite understand it, to be honest. Like, yeah, not at it's, all. it's a confusing game because, uh, like... It's, it's a, yeah, you need to know Japanese. That's the problem. That's true, it's, yeah. The pieces do not... Story, yeah. For some reason, every I've, I've looked it up when I first watched this series. I was like, why is there no version of this game that is played where there are, like, I, where there's iconography? No, it's yeah. just like, no, you gotta know Japanese. Well, because what, uh, what, what, are, what, are, what is symbols but iconography on its own, right? Oh, absolutely. So, like, Oh, absolutely. But yeah, it, but it definitely. Does, it's definitely more um, 
difficult to pick up than chess. Uh, mm-hmm. But I, I think it made me appreciate things like chess again, like that nature of just like mental warfare, but like the casual way at which it's all presented is just a real breath of fresh air. Because <laughs> like I think about like a Haikyuu, I think about a free those other sports animes and stuff like that and the intensity and like hype they have to put behind everything and these matches are much more quaint and sad because you have to sit there and you have to think about things but your brain's not just going to just think about the match it's going to think about all these other things it's going to think about your opponent it's going to think about yourself and that's why i think ray has such a depression right because he's all he has to spend so much time inside his own mind um but yeah, I really like the show a lot. Um, John, I was curious since you just uh, rushed through a bunch of them. Not rushed, but you know, you, you just burned through them. You're calling me out uh, like what that? Jeez. I'm sorry. No, I, no, I, wanted, to say I wanted to hear your fresh, fresh take is what I was going for. I want to hear like what you think since you just watched it, what you, okay. what you thought. Um, I mean, yeah, it's it's really good. Um. It was, at times, it was a little, I don't know if I'd say hard to watch, but it definitely got to me a bit just because, like, you know, being someone who did grow up very alone and away from people, you know, like, I'm I'm not an orphan, but, you know, having, you know, having to, like, watch someone who I feel like has a lot of the same problems I do was a lot um but it was also good to see that and it was you know just like an interesting concept to watch um the whole shogi pro thing at as at a young age like i i, I really appreciate that they go out of their way to showcase that you know it is something that he's really good at and it's something that you know they try not to make him seem like so some magic, super powerful like shonen and manga protagonist or something where he's just good at shogi because he's good at shogi. Like he actively is studying constantly and he wants to be really good at it. And it's something that he is passionate about, whether in a positive or negative way. You know, like he's he's questioning if he wants to continue to continue doing it and all that stuff. So th- there there's there's something to it that is not so two dimensional. Which I appreciate, um, but you know, it's it's also just about like yeah, like trying to figure out what your place in life is and if you need a place in life, and you know, trying to just find people to be around that accept you for who you are. Yeah, it's a very effective and earnest work. Yeah, it, it kind of, um, I'm realizing that it does, like, subvert the prodigy cliche, and it actually yeah. shows, how, yeah, it's like, gifted child, like, it, it definitely shows that it's a very, that can be, like, inconsequentially a very negative thing to put on someone, oh. you know, right? Like, you, you put them on, they're put on a pedestal, like, wow, like, he's so talented, you know, and he's, like, it's just a teenager, and, like, he lost his childhood, he lost his childhood from, like, losing his parents, shitty adopted family, and then just now in this limelight and like this community filled with older men mostly adults you know so it's like and now he's just like this gifted you know it's like wow he's special and then 
that like there yeah it, it clearly is tied into like why he is the way he is like it just had a negative effect on him and like being in that spotlight mm-hmm. and just again questioning is this really who i am or is this just something propped up because of the stuff i went through you know yeah i i think about uh, my other favorite character is his teacher from his high school mm-hmm. yes who's like he recognized <laughs> it's, it's, it's a trope there's a lot, of, a lot of good old guys here there's just oh yeah um <laughs> But there's the, the, just all the bits of, of him constantly being like, please care about trying to do this stuff. Like, I get that this is your livelihood, this is your life. But at the same time, you should branch out and try to do these other things, please. <laughs> and I I really like yeah, the they're, they're jokey just, way he they, does it, yeah. Yeah, they clearly, he's, you know, he's clearly like, you know, for comedic effect in a way and clearly like a little exaggerated but he's yeah he, he clearly does not know what to recommend to someone like this who's like oh uh should go to school uh maybe like I, you know it's just <laughs> he just does not know what to say but he's tried his best and but he also clearly sees that and senses there's you know you know there's stuff going on but i'm doing my best to kind of like push him towards trying other things because again like again, the issue of like just being so dependent on this and then you know if there's nothing else like what happens and we we saw that too with the again some of the two major opponents he like competed with in in this like in, in the in this string of episodes you know the first you know one of the one of the first old guy i forgot their names but one of the first old guys he competed with and who <laughs> who seems like he was about to retire anyway and ultimately trust it was kind of like a moment for him to like realize you know should this also be tied and define my life entirely now that when this guy retires like what else is he gonna do and it, it ends on a joke of like oh he, do- he doesn't want to retire actually because that means his wife will make him do shit around the house which is you know um but then we see that like in a more negative way with another point where like he beat him and he was terrified of like beating that guy because he was terrified of what that means for that man's career and ultimately the rest of his personal life so it was just kind of like interesting, like warnings to him in a way over like, you know, this, (laughs) like, you know, don't let this whole thing dominate your life or you'll end up that way. Yeah. And and I mean, also don't feel bad for how other people are going to take things. Like it's right. It's not his fault that he's like his, his foster sister is like constantly giving him shit for yeah yeah you no know, saying like oh you know I, I like she like he's finding out about this stuff because she's telling him like she's all like oh i hear that he's gonna retire if he loses <laughs> oh i hear that that guy just gets really drunk and blows all his cash on gambling and like is is mm-hmm. a real sh- shithead yeah. to his family you're gonna, you're gonna ruin his life and, and he's yeah, he's about to get divorced like his kid wants one more good christmas with her with her dad do you want to do that do you want to make her dad go out and drink like no it's your he's ray isn't the one doing that like he's not responsible for this guy's bad decisions and like ray needs and 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 ray like you know he he realizes that and he like vents about it basically to to himself just like yeah no like it's like like if if that guy really wanted to win he shouldn't have just drank he could have actually went home and practiced like i do like i won because i practice i won because i'm better than him and if he's gonna beat himself up over it then fuck him like that, like that is a hundred percent how how he reacted, and like it's that that's how what he should take away from it, you know. Like, and he shouldn't be just like letting his foster sister step all over him like that. I can't blame him, because mm. I that is the most compelling woman. 
to me. But um, no, Maverick, what are you up to? Uh, what do you What do you think? Because I'm sorry you, you haven't gotten much of a chance to speak up yet. Nah, listen, I'm always eager to hear what other folks have to say about this. And I don't know, I think like my main thought uh, now coming back into the show, because this is my first watch, but as soon as I got through those first 11 episodes, like fairly like early into when we announced it i immediately started going forward and so i immediately got into the second core as well and for that second part of the season it is a bit more shogi intensive but Mm -hmm. it is more so in the way that you know still aligning it to the uh, perspective of a sports anime a lot of sports anime presents itself from the lens of someone freshly new to what's going on. And so the only time we actually get an explanation of Shogi is when, you know, um, some of the sisters... I, Hana? Is that her name? Yeah, Hana very specifically yeah, yes. asks Hinata. to be taught... Or Hina. Oh, Hinata. Yeah. Hina. Okay. Hinata and Momo yeah, he, want to you know, yeah. learn how to play Shogi, so that is the only time we get anything close to an explanation about what's going on, because... Yeah, no, we're in a world of professional shogi players. It's not, oh, here's what each of these pieces do. It's, all right, so I see that you're starting with this uh, tactic here. Once you move pawn to 5-3, now 30 moves from now, we're probably going to be in this predicament. How are we going to be able to get from point A to point B so that we don't find ourselves here again? Ah, did you get the results from last year's match? Yeah, Uh, looking at this setup, and like it's so... There's no time to actually learn about it, and that's also, like, it's another reminder that, like, no, it doesn't matter about that, but what matters is that you see, no, like, this is literally their livelihoods, this is the thing that they have to focus on, so that they are able to continue to support themselves, to have something that, like, it's, it's their livelihood, it is their career, this is the thing that they have to do, so that they can just continue to um, supply for themselves, and you see it at the varying levels. I was also just thinking as well that, I don't know, sometimes there is definitely, and I am guilty of this as well, moments where an anime comes up and a problem is established where, you know, the solution quite literally is just talk to somebody. Just actually go ahead and talk to somebody. I'm glad that this is an anime that posits the reality that, no, sometimes talking is still the hard part. Because that means I have to see somebody. And that means that I have to put myself in a situation where I don't know what's going to happen. But you know what I do know will happen if I just stay here in bed? I don't have to worry. I can just continue to be here and not worry about the way... Someone might present themselves to me. It it, it is a very uh, veritable format of just showing what it is to run away. Uh, Shinji Ikari, get at me. But mm-hmm. <laughs> no, uh, no I, I think just the metaphor that the show uses for depression as well is definitely one that I resonate with. Where it's just like, no, you... It's very easy to drown in those thoughts. It's very easy to just have the sensation of it all, like, sees you. And so, even then, like, God, poignant lines that get 
in the middle of there where it's like it's so hard to cook rice for yourself so you just stop Ooh, but that aside though um counterintuitive to raise um thought processes and someone that really does ground him uh nikaido is a fantastic character <laughs> oh my god he's he, a legend god such a <laughs> such a great dude like for one thing like it's refreshing to have a fat character where there aren't any fat jokes done as, at his expense mm-hmm. and also like akari's whole bit is like oh he's so big he's so fluffy and it's like oh wait like he's got more stuff going on i i just love that immediate like idea because uh nikaido is a guy that is yeah no he's heavier but he's also someone that is like continuously hospitalized so yeah you know it might be something glandular it might be something more focused there but it's like even in an instant akari could pick up on that and she was just like oh okay so like i still want to invite him for dinner because love this guy but also like let me be respectful of that and make something that's like courteous to what he's got going on mm-hmm. just very quick scenes that show that there is a lot of empathy just all around and that no this is like a person who cares about the people that are around her Nikaido as well though just such a positive um voice in ray's life you know the two of them met when they were kids at a outdoor shogi event in the summer and uh in that match you know he was heating up he was literally just on the verge of collapsing and you know for a second ray thought oh let me just take him out of his misery and then the match persisted because nikaido wanted it to and I think it it also just goes to show that level of like, oh no, you aren't a prodigy because you're good at what you do. You're you become proficient in this task because there are people that are willing to motivate you and continue that pursuit. And for the two of them, like Nikaida will call them rivals, but they definitely are people that I would consider prominent in the way that they want to evolve one another. And it's so good as well that Nikaido is at least able to see that in the way that he wants to still latch on to that but for Ray like it is going to take a bit more convincing or a bit more um push which again like that gets developed a bit more in the second core but where it is in those first 11 episodes it's such a compelling push to remind you like no like this is it's not the simple thing isn't oh, if I quit Shogi, then I'll stop um, having these problems. And I'm grateful as well that this is a series that is admitting to the fact that, like, there's no such thing as just the easy solution for something. Instead, it takes its time to delve into, like, what is that relationship for Ray between himself and Shogi? Between himself and uh, the sisters that more or less have adopted him? Like, I remember that one line that Momo has where it's like, Ray's not our brother? And they're just like, shit. Oh, we didn't. Yeah. <laughs> like, we didn't let her know. We tried not <laughs> We tried not to bring it up. But, and... <laughs> between Ray and his adoptive family as well, where it's kind of just like, you know, that conversation between him and Kyoko where it is such a difficult thing of recognizing yeah you know 
you're telling me that I stole people away from you. That's why I moved out, because I thought that would be the solution. But now you're just coming up in my life more. Oh, I guess there's more to it than just, if I leave, that solves everyone's problems. It, it, it does such a good job of still making people... You know, even if characters are unlikable, it is at least rationalized. And characters that are likable are still shown with their own unrational behavior. Like, it does a lot to just showcase the humanity of everyone. And it's what really makes the show stand out. I can't think yeah, of another it- show that, like... Uh, and again, things that I would laud for their... Um, craftsmanship with characters or the way that they do create gentle narratives it none of it still comes close to what i've seen out of uh march comes in like a lion yeah like i I was saying like yeah the like the way that the series analyzes the interiority of everyone i think every single character um is what really sets it apart uh, something I I like in all my favorite works and um, seeing it in this genre specifically I think is really interesting and compelling um, that's a good show it's a good show really good show I'm um I so I for the longest time I was I didn't know there was a proper season two I thought the season two was just the second course so I was very happy no, when I found actually, out yeah. yeah I was very happy it got a bunch of episodes yeah and I'm sure it will get even more later when Shaft finishes making be the anime <laughs> right and it's it's so funny because um the production story behind the anime is very much she, the manga cut Chico Ueno, like very much wanted the Madoka director. She very much has said explicitly, I want that person. If I no one too. else takes this show, I don't fucking want an anime with She didn't say that, of course, vulgar, but you know what I mean? She very much was she very much was like, I admire this person's work. I would like to see what they would do. Um <laughs> and it very much succeeded because you, you know, even then she expressed hesitance over not hesitance, but she very much like you know, the stuff they do is, like, they do a lot of weird... I, I don't remember the wording, but it was very much the word close-ups was just kind of funny. <laughs> Shaft mm-hmm. close-ups. And she kind of actually wanted that. She wanted their weird treatment of things. Um, and lo and behold, it happened. Um, I think, like, they even visited the town she based the setting on, too. Like, they, they legitimately did a lot of work when it came to, like, you know, the research for the anime adaptation. And that was very nice. The second core... Also good opening and ending. Yep. Yes, I was shown those. And the they're themes are so good. Mm. I saw that the uh, first two were done by... Um, so it was Bump a Chicken, but it was because she had done the art... Or, or No, they had done a music video for the manga oh. or something oh. in like mm. 20... 12 or something so when they made the anime <laughs> proper she was like yeah yeah okay. and then so then when she was making when they were making the anime she was like oh come on let's bring in these guys i like these guys <laughs> i like that I like a lot they're fans that's good <laughs> and uh oh, that's nice yuri really good opening i uh, might be my favorite Sukuma switch song so far mm. for the uh, second mm. ending i'd have to listen to it more but i, I believe my girlfriend feels it, the is same it way. K- kenshi yonezo I don't remember if he he was um he did something for the 
second or the second half of the first season, but. I but, do not know. Yeah, all the songs in the show are good. Yeah. Oh, no. Uh-huh. Um, any... No, I realize that Kensh- Kenshi Unanzu and uh, Tsukuma Switch are very similar sounding. Yes, they do. They, they do have similar voice. <laughs> but no, I think it was... Um, I believe, if I'm reading the katakana wrong, I think it was Tsukuma Switch proper. Uh, oh, okay. That one. Uh, do we got anything else we'd like to say, or should we move on to April? I'm good, you know? I mean, I, like like I said, I, I just kind of agree with everything y'all are saying. Fuck. I was wrong. It was Kenshi Inezu. <laughs> well, you're just proving your point even more, I think, with that. God, when's the... I just need to make more. <laughs> They're good artists. Hachi, uh, also a good artist. Yeah. You know who's also a good artist? Um, uh, Before? Yeah. Th- do we have anything else? So nothing else about... Uh... No, no, I think, I think that's everything. All right. Hell yeah. You know who else is a good artist? Uh, Eve. Oh, boy. <laughs> Musical artists. Definitely a lot yes. of fun, you know. First, <laughs> you're correct. Uh, first Jujutsu Kaisen opening. Um, yes, you're, you're okay. Dramaturgy. Mm-hmm. A lot of, lot of fun stuff. Has all good songs. Elvi. A, uh, a lot of angsty songs. Yes. What do you know about Eve? What I know about Eve... Eve does great music. He's a great, great, talented musician. Um, if you ever feel emo, that's someone you listen to. Uh, no, I agree. The Jujutsu, the Jujutsu Kaisen uh, theme he did was also very good, very iconic. Um, and he basically recently did um, what is essentially a visual album um, called Adam by Eve. Because, okay, of course, he, he goes yeah, by Eve. Yeah, you have to. Sure. Um... And does he live up to that symbolism? I don't think so. But as I will go into in this in this video essay, no. Um, Adam by Eve is a very strange um, short film. Like I said, it's a visual album. If someone's confused by what I'm talking about, if you're not familiar with visual albums, it's essentially um, a concept album where um, you... Uh, not a concept album, like you take songs from like an album that like probably has is a concept album. So, like there is a narrative if you listen to the songs in order, etc. Um, and the artists decide like I'm gonna make a film out of it. You know, I'm gonna make some sort of film out, or it's gonna be like an interconnected series of music videos that suggest some sort of narrative. You know, you know Beyonce's Lemonade is a particularly famous modern example, and and then but then you also have things like Daft Punk's anime movie, which is you know Interstellar. In a, five, five, in a, five, still, five. It's all the fives. That's a, that's a particular big. That's a par- particularly high production one where that's a full on anime film. Pink Floyd's The Wall. Like those are examples. In this case, this is another example. Um, I'm not sure if it's all drawn from a particular album by Eve recently, or if it's just an EP, etc. But it is indeed his song set to a short film, um, and the short film revolves around. Um, let me look at my notes because I was very, I was, I was very not into it. Um, <laughs> as as wow. unfortunate, I'm being very negative, not into it, but I was trying to get into it, but then I realized what was happening, and I was like, no, okay, um, not with the story itself, but just the execution of it could have been better. That's how I'm going to surmise it in the beginning. Like this could have been better. This could have been way better. Like he has great music, great bops, and it deserved a better movie. Um, 
it revolves around these two schoolgirls who are like, you know, friends, very close friends. They're hanging out on a luncheon. One of the girl leaves. Um, they're having this conversation about like dreams. Um, and they both had weird dreams that kind of match with each other. They all remember, they're all talking about like remembering dying in the dream, like all this fucked up stuff, like very casually they're talking about in like a luncheon slash diner. And seen as a one-eyed monster. One of the girls starts talking about, like, you know, ever, ever since that day, though, I haven't seen my friend ever again. And it's this whole thing where she's trying to find her friend in the city or, like, in or a little unclear if she actually was. but um, And or just wandering the city very listless that her friend, quote, quote, is God, as I will emphasize why friends in quotes. Um, and it's very evident and clear that they must have had some sort of romantic relationship. They were, the way they talk about each other is very intimate. Um, again, very ambiguous. They don't explicitly ever say, you know, romantic language or love language. But it's very clear there's something about the relationship that's, that is, that might have been ostracized. There's something about them that they're framed like outsiders in some way to, you know, whether to school or like just society in general. There, there, there definitely is some sort of like metaphor going on here about like <laughs> being ostracized. Um, however, you know, the way it ties into music is not very seamless. So, you know, you have scenes like that where it's like, okay, they're hanging out. It's like, and then it jumps into literally an Eve music video. And it's not, it's, 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 it's very, it's barely connected with what's going on in the film. Um, you know, it felt more like a montage. There, it's not seamlessly woven into what we're seeing on screen to the music. It's just Eve being like, I made an incredible music video it felt it felt very much like they didn't want to interweave the music videos too much with this short film because so it's easier to extract the music videos as a separate thing so they can be posted you know you know what i mean like yeah <laughs> they felt very different in terms of the wavelength of the editing process so one can be still separate from the other without issue which is kind of like what's the point then um and that kind of carries on throughout the rest of this like less than hour short film um and it repeats so many things. It keeps it keeps repeating flashbacks, like so. So the so the girl, the main character, is named Aki. Her friend is named Taki. So they just literally have the same name, uh, kind of. And um, it's just Taki, like constant flashbacks to Taki. Even though we literally saw it like one song ago, where she's like, you know, we're gonna be together forever. It keeps repeating clips like that. And I, I realize what they're trying to do. Um, you know, midway through where the dream logic starts seeping into reality, where, you know, a bit more of the animation actually starts seeping into like the backgrounds, etc. And it's, it's essentially about this being stuck in a cycle. That's what it's getting at. You know, like uh, more than halfway through the film, at some point, I think like Aki trips. I don't know what happened. She like collapses. She probably gets overwhelmed by like all these emotions. She's feeling about missing her friend. Quote, again, friend, probably actually secretly lovers. Um, and then we just cut away to a whole ass like anime sequence that looks nothing like <laughs> the rest of the movie. And they don't tell you what happened. Like we are supposed to assume like, oh, okay, maybe now we're seeing this representation of the dreams the girl are having because we see things like the one-eyed monster now depicted. Aki, I think, is like now this girl is now this very animified girl with blue hair going about her day um, in this very insane surreal montage. Um and at some point, she eventually um, just just gives up. Well, not gives up, but she eventually like quits and decides to fight off the White Knight monster. And like again, like a, a very Gynax esque, uh, insane mob fight sequence. And then she wakes up. And then she wakes up. She wakes up in the middle of the street. We get another Eve music video. Um, I'm kind of like short form. There's so, there's again like it, 
the way the first half repeats constantly of just repeating the same scenes of the girls hanging out um, is it, it lasts quite a bit before we get to this crazy anime sequence. But yeah, then she wakes up. Um, we have another we have another stretch of like her just talking to herself and just again being sad, and then. And then and then and then it cuts away again. She wakes up again back to the beginning, and then, and we were like, "Is it all a dream? Did none of that stuff happen?" Like there was a whole insane clip too, where it was like a whole thing where it kind of was very explicit that maybe Taki killed herself. Maybe Taki killed herself because she's gay. And it's like, damn, okay, geez, it's one of those, right? It's one of those stories. All right, okay, okay. But then it just kind of undoes all that. Would uh, was it all a dream, or she's still in a dream thing? It, it was very odd. It was very odd. Like, I understood what it was trying to get that, but it was kind of messy. It was very messy. Um, all because it just wanted to do, like, a bunch of music videos. And that's okay. That's okay. But it just as, like, a short film, it's not really acceptable. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> and and I, I totally get it was supposed to be very surreal, but even Dream Logic has a little logic. Um, it, just, it just felt very messy through and through. It, it, it definitely felt like there were two different ideas... Um, they were tr trying to thread together to make it make sense. Um, you know, like, being this short story of, like, these two girls, um, and they're, you know, talking about dreams, and it being kind of interconnected with what might be a potentially, like, taboo relationship, but unclear, ambiguous, to this, like, separate anime world that has nothing to do with them. But it's all stuff that's just probably, like, aesthetics associated with Eve's branding and all these... Yeah, and all these random characters that show up that are never explained. They're just there for aesthetics. Um, so, you know, it, it's... it's Like, as as a visual, like, just piece, it's fine. It's actually cool. There's, like, a lot of experimental stuff. And once you realize that this is made by Studio Kara and made by, like, specifically... Not made by entirely, but, like has a lot of the animators who made Teddy Lloyd's Me, 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 you're like, oh, okay, I see, I get, okay. And, like, a lot of imagery is repeated, too. It's like, okay, I get it, okay, it's those people. It's right, right, right. Um, they just wanted to make a cool music video, but it wasn't a good film, <laughs> and that's fine. Um, definitely, definitely not, definitely not, I think, a visual album that should, that is up there. It, it, it was just very messy, and that's okay, it's okay. It's like, it is very much like what a music artist, like, not, I, I don't know, it's not, it's incorrect to say he's up and coming. He's very much someone who has, like, done a lot already at this point, Eve. Um, he, but it's very much someone who wanted to do just a cool project because maybe he saw, he probably saw Teddy Lloyd's work or, like, just, just, like, I fucking love anime. I've done work for anime. I just want to make an anime and that's, that's fine. That's literally what Daft Punk fucking did. Um, yeah, I was going to ask you, do you think it, yeah. it, it, like, do you think it's not carried the same way that, say, a, the Daft Punk film would be carried by Daft Punk music? Like, do you think that's the problem right. to an extent as well? Yeah, like, I think it's better. Yeah, it has nothing to do with the quality of music. It very much is like the music had tied, didn't really tie directly into the story. It was very just loosely latched. For, for instance, he fucking, like, they fucking put in the. The Jujutsu Kaisen theme song, like in this in this movie, it, it was very <laughs> weird because it's like I associate that with Jujutsu Kaisen. I don't associate it with this like kind of okay. That is really interesting weird. psychoanalysis of these two girls. Really, yeah, it was just so weird. It is also um, important to like um, point out that the way that it is. So I realize that like you know a week or two ago I pointed out like oh hey here's this weird thing that Eve's doing and. Yeah. 
I realize only now, quite recently, that music video for uh, there's a music video for Dramaturgy that came out, and yeah. it quite literally is just them taking the um, snippet that they put in, because it is just like um, filmed in like an obscure little box where yeah. Eve's just performing, and. Mm-hmm. It's not, like, with iconography specific to the movie itself, either. It is just Eve performing in front of the backdrop of the music video they did for the original mm-hmm. song. Mm-hmm. Which, I guess, also features ideas of, like, that one-eyed monster. And, like, it, mm-hmm. whereas Interstellar 555555555, yeah. Many fives. <laughs> uh, whereas that basically takes the entirety of an album... And presents it to an animator to um, work with and develop a narrative for. Here it's, you know, I've got a set list and I want visuals for my set list. Yes, it's it, it's very much, this This is very much you played us in the background, but you don't pay attention to what's going but also, on. Like, You're just listening to the vibes. But then also I kind of <laughs> want to make it kind of part of it. It's... Yeah, yeah, I, I want to look at the cool animation. I want, I want some visual spectacle, yeah. but at the same time, yeah, it's, it's very, yeah. Because <laughs> I'll believe, I'll definitely believe, like, Eve is probably someone that is so, like, you know, gung ho about it. I wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. if it was also just enough studio working to be like, oh, you know, let's uh, get this going, but we got to make sure we have you in the song. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's the fact that it is literally him. It. It, the the music videos are not here is an Eve song set to events that are happening in the um, narrative. What it is is okay. Now we're gonna cut to me doing the performance, and yep. that's gonna <laughs> yep. be the uh, part that's in the uh, in the thing. Now, yeah, it's like the Jujutsu Kaisen song, literally done with just like. Oh yeah! Remember, here's the title of the uh, anime. <laughs> yeah, it's not diegetic at all. It's just very much okay, or, very um, much an afterthought. I, yeah. Not like not diegetic, but like it, it's it's the fact that it's specific. It's those scenes in Family Guy where Peter Griffin literally goes, "Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Conway Twitty." <laughs> And they just uh-huh. cut yeah, really, yeah, it's, performance it yeah, like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. of Conway Twitty. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what it is. Because <laughs> I, I clicked through the live video before trying to, like, grasp it. Because I'm like, what the fuck? And it's, like, very like very well done animation. But it quite literally yes, yes. is. All right. Now that we're done with this, get ready for Eve. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay. It's a lineup of programming. Yeah. <laughs> just so weird. As, just as soon as you said that they reused the Jujutsu Kaisen opening, it's like, I realized that... <laughs> so, like, I was going to say, like, like that, you know, any anime can use whatever songs they want just like yeah. a tv show over here can use any song they want right. however it, it, it doesn't necessarily mean it was produced for the show yeah but it may have been but, written with it in mind and vice versa yeah could you imagine if like fucking like 
Oh my god, there's like, like they're literally superheroes from that, like Interstellar 5555 was like in a car commercial and then they're uh, like not a car commercial but like like in fucking like My Neighbor Totoro and then like randomly it's just also here. It just feels really weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry. Um there's a scene that I just scrabbled through where they're literally they are literally just doing the me 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 dance. Yeah, they are. They are. They just I, I have are. seen that. I've actually seen that from that. Uh, I was wondering what it was are. from. And then they literally just do the FPS sequence from the latter end of Me, Me, Me. But it's... Yes, they do. They just reuse a lot of like, stuff in that moment. In the, anime, in the anime world moment. So weird. It's so jarring. Because, yeah, no. Like, I'm like... That was really strange. But again, it's like a based around like fucked up dreams and like you know, but it it, it just it just didn't mesh well. It, I don't think a lot. I think there's so many components that had interesting themes and ideas, but it just I just did not. Yeah. It feels more like a mistake than something that is unified. You know, it's like oh, this is, there's something missing here that could have done it all, but it's not there, and I don't know what that would be. I feel like if it didn't have those live performance cut-ins, it would help it its case a lot more. <laughs> that just sounds the, insane. The most insane part is during that anime world sequence. He his anime avatar come get, gets flashed on the billboard building, basically inspiring inspiring her to fight. It's like incredible. It's like very iconic to be quite okay. Honest. Well, now you're turning me like, around on <laughs> it. That sounds really good. <laughs> no, but yeah, it's it just goes into the fact. This is just like a self indulgent project, and I respect that. That's fine. But yeah, yeah. it just wasn't good. <laughs> Or, you know, it wasn't good, or, but it clearly had a lot of parts to it that it could have been way better. <laughs> uh, I, that's disappointing to hear, because, I mean, I'm always, I've been a big fan of Interstellar 55555 since I was mm-hmm. a child. So mm-hmm. I'm always looking for more things like that, because there's not enough visual albums, you know, not enough people try, because mm-hmm. there's a lot of work you have to put into it. Right. It can surprise me. I, know, I, hear, uh, I hear very good things about the Sturgill Simpson anime. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, if it's somebody that's wanting to do the work of hiring people to actually, like, put this vision together, who am I to judge? Yeah. I feel like... I don't know. I don't know. Uh, John. Hi. Hi. I, I was gonna ask you your your pick. Do you wanna do you wanna do you wanna just talk about some Pokemon? Do you wanna take it easy or do you wanna get into your your DUD, which I read as DUI first? And I was like, what on earth? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna, up, talk, I'm gonna talk about my arrest. Um, <laughs> no, um. I'll talk about Pokemon. Ma- Maverick will probably want to join in about Dress Up Darling, and I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to kill him. <laughs> I gotta wake up too. I'm sleepy. Um. Anyway, folks, I'm I'm almost caught up with Pocket Monsters. Shit is just off off the. I watched so many episodes recently, and um, I just gotta think about like the highlights here. So you know, I'm almost caught up. So I apologize. I'm not gonna go beat by beat. Um, one of the better episodes was, um, Ash and Go go to the Slowpoke Island. Again. Yeah. 
and a bunch of Galarian Slowpoke and Slowking and Slowbro show up, and they're all kind of pissed off looking, so the other Slowpoke are like, what the fuck? These guys are messed up. I don't want to deal with them. But, actually, they're all friends. And then they end up uh, the, one of the one of the slow king takes over Ash's brain, and then the other one takes over Go's brain, and they have this really cringe rap. I don't battle. like that. They have a cringe rap battle. Oh my god, that's even worse. But, what? <laughs> but, but then they have. I didn't. No. But then they have this cute bit where they're sharing curry together. They make like udon noodles and curry, okay. and then they go, "Oh, but wait a minute, let's make udon curry." And then that's when I decided I wanted to make udon curry. And then I tried to make udon. It's good. Well, I tried to make udon in the rice cooker, and uh, that didn't work. Oh, that can be really finicky. Yeah. It uh, it sure did. Just turn into a bunch of act- ectoplasm, and it was really nasty. Yeah, it just tried to come sludge. <laughs> yeah, at that point slimer. you should just boil it. It was my own damn fault. It's okay. I will just do normal. No, not that. I'll do normal. I've tried boiling. to do that before. Yeah. But um, no, that was one of them. I, I just. Oh my god. Uh, so, uh, Kanto Slowpoke, they drive like this. But Galarian Slowpoke, <laughs> they drive like this. Yeah, they do have some of that stuff. There was also an episode recently um, where uh, there was, there was a, a I, don't, I don't know if I want to call it a racism allegory. It, it kind of was. Um, where like there's these two circus performers and they each have an oh, Eevee yeah. and then they get, yeah. And then they go, Oh, well I like fire type Pokemon. So I'm going to turn mine into a Flareon. And then the other person's like, Oh, I'm going to turn mine into a Jolteon. Cause I like electric Pokemon. And then right as they're about to evolve it, they drop their rocks and they fall on the opposite EV. And so the whole episode is them oh, just being, no. the whole episode is them just being like, well, my partner isn't the type that I want them to be, but and then at the end, they, they make it work. John, no, I wouldn't call that a racism allegory, but um, I was with you in the voice chat watching that one, and I was just saying, oh no, my child grew up into something I don't like, but I guess I'll yeah. still learn how to like my child. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess it's more just like, a, like it's, it's less a racism allegory and more just like a, damn, my kid's growing up and doesn't want to play sports. And why? Why is that in the Pokemon anime? I'm gonna say, like, I don't like. I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with it. But I'm like, who is what? What like the seven year olds getting this lesson? Like ostensibly, no, the target I, audience. I, like, I, make sure you're you nice to your kids, kids. I, I I accidentally uh, trans my Eevee by throwing it the wrong rock. Like, yeah, but I turned out to love my like, Eevee was, anyway. It's so, like if your dog turns purple one day, will you still like your dog, kid? <laughs> Make sure you... Well, no, you, um, oh. you got to be careful though, because you can't love your Eevee too much. Because during the day and night, that's also liability. <laughs> that's also you just. <laughs> <laughs> you have to have the spritzer on you just in case. Mm-hmm. Or no, the uh, I, I the... guess in general would be like acceptance to change. I think that could be like a general, but yeah, the whole it essentially is like child raising, yeah. but. I can see it more generalized than that. I was going to ask you, John, because someone asked me about it, and I, I thought about how you were watching this. Sure. Do you think that the format of it being just they can go wherever the hell they want is much better? Yes. I do think it does. Because it, it seems it seems a lot better, mm-hmm. just based on 
just all the stuff you talk about all the time. Like it's so varied comparatively. Yeah, they're able to. Not that I don't appreciate. They're they're able to play around with what goes on in every episode. They don't have to make it so like monster of the week. Um, you know, they're able to like highlight Pokemon from the new gens and all that, but they are able to like come up with characters that can show up multiple times. They're able to actually highlight different aspects of the games that aren't just what's actively right now. And I mean, they probably decided to do this when they were like, okay, we're going to be doing this new gen and then a remake and then also another game set in gen four time, kind of, and then also another gen like really quick. Like, I bet they were just like, yeah, let's just make this easier for everyone, which I appreciate. But, you know, I mean, uh, for the anime side, at least, you know, like, obviously the game, the game side is uh, not not good, but at the very least, they're like giving the anime part more wiggle room to just do what they want. I do appreciate that. Um, I don't know. I, it's there. There's there's something there. Um, the, I, we, we watched up to the hundredth episode and that episode was just Ash goes out to train with Leon and that's about it. Did you know Sonia's really bad at driving? That's that's the funny joke with her. She's very bad at driving. Oh, she... British people, am I right? Yeah. I mean, Leon's and thing then is we had to gets stop lost. The... Yeah. We had to stop the episode because they had to remember the other person that was bad at driving. Which and one? it was like a whole ten-minute diatribe. Scott! What about Scott? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. There's there's the Scott guy from Gen 3. The oh, Battle Frontier from guy. fucking Emerald? Yeah. yeah. Okay, wow. Which we did we did remember that, and that was pretty funny, just because, yeah, there there are, like, multiple scenes of him just, like, driving on the side of a cliff, which is pretty good. <laughs> I, see, the thing that I really like is I was going to say the thing that I, not that I, like, I was going to say not that I don't appreciate them um, working with what they have to, right, the, the format of the old gen animes where it's like we have to use the characters from this gen we have to use this region we have to contrive this 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 that or whatever um but there is something to be said for we can now contrive insane things about all of these characters from all of the different gens and bring them back whenever we want you know like i think that's that's a lot more fun they brought back butch and cassidy and then revealed that they're both just, Good. like, living their lives. Like, Butch is, like, a baker, and Cassidy is just, like, running a little, like, diner, like, cabin in the middle of the woods. And they're just living, and it's great. Like, that's what I want to see. I want to like, you know, like, obviously, yeah. I, obviously I don't want them to, like, just, like, hedge so much on the nostalgia bait. Because, you know, I'm sitting... No, but... They're, they're like, oh, man, it's the 25th anniversary, and we're bringing back the characters from x and y and it's like i don't care but okay sure whatever like that stuff i don't care about but when it's yeah you know but it's like stuff it's you're not it's bringing into what we are missing from so much media that is you know an adaptation Mm -hmm. or like some uh, such like there's no continuity because there can't be because of this idea of keeping everything separate and like the idea of acknowledging your past and like turning it into something new is 
something you just don't see a lot because of the inherent nature of, you know, media. <laughs> so I think being able to see that, especially for Pokemon, which is such a storied and like elaborate series full of all this insane bullshit mm -hmm. that they just is one and done. Like, I think that's great. That's, that's the type of stuff you want to see. Like, yes. it makes it feel more like a world instead of like, you know, an ever expanding series of books or whatever. Um, yeah, no, I'm glad to hear that. Um, I have not been watching anything, uh, because of my move. I was really busy getting everything set up and then getting over here. So all I have done is watch two things, which are not anime. Maverick did give me the go ahead to say that this one of these is anime. So I'll start with that one. Mm -hmm. Um, Columbo. That's right. Okay. I've been watching Columbo for quite some time, um, <laughs> as Italians are wont to do. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you, once you get to season five of Columbo, that shit's like popping off. Like every episode's a banger nonstop. There's this episode with a magician and the magician was like an, a Nazi and mm. he has, he like he was going to get like revealed to everyone, but he just does elaborate magic tricks to make it so that he can't get caught and just Columbo <laughs> learning magic over the course of this episode. So he can own this man is like, that's anime. That is anime. It owns so hard. I uh, highly recommend that episode. However, after season five, which is the peak to me, season six, uh, oops, sorry. Season six, as I've been watching, uh, is really sad because it's witnessing what I complain about in a lot of media where it's clear whoever either it's a, if it's a script writer thing if it's a director thing if it's just the network deciding things but everything has been dumbed down and streamlined into a specific format for every episode um like they have Columbo there, but he is explaining everything he's doing instead of just being a bastard. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the appeal of Columbo is him being a bastard and mm -hmm. going around and like sneaking around. And you're like, what is that guy doing? And it's like, oh, he knows, but he knows what he's doing. That's sick fuck. And <laughs> they remove that entirely because they like have him like go somewhere and explain exactly what he's doing to figure out exactly why. They introduce two police characters who are constantly around who are all like, oh, Columbo, this is why Columbo did this. And Columbo looks pissed off that they're doing it. <laughs> but it's just like, but they're still doing it, you know? Like, even if you say that, like, I've been very disappointed in season six of Columbo. I will see how season seven of Columbo is, but I was not impressed. There was a very funny episode though, where he had to, he had to figure out how to defeat the head of Mensa. <laughs> and it was like this insane thing where the guy's like, Columbo, you must have a very high IQ to be able to, to quarrel with me. And Columbo's like, I, I'm just going to eat this donut. <laughs> And it's like, you are the king, sir. Uh, that episode's actually pretty okay for season six, but <laughs> it still has the same problems. It's just really funny, the concept of, like, Mensa and the evil leader of Mensa who killed the guy. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, um, the other thing I've been watching, just real quick, has been Common Writer Revice, which I have talked about before. I think it's really hit its stride. I think it is a great Common Writer series. Um, in the most recent episode, they there's been this like um, driver. It's not the most recent episode, but the one I've caught up to, which is like two episodes behind. Um, they've there's been this driver that's passing around for uh, to become Common Writer demons which is pretty cool. He's like a spiderweb themed one and he does a uh, drill attacks and stuff. Um, and that's pretty cool. But the guy who was playing, who was him died. Not like the actor, like the character. Um, so then it switched to being the villain, but now it switched to another guy who is just the main character's dad. <laughs> who's like, you know, like he's like 58 years old and he just puts this on and, there was this thing in Revice that was driving me insane where in episode like 12, they took the dad to the hospital and the doctor's like, damn, your dad doesn't have a heart. And they just didn't <laughs> acknowledge this. And I was just sitting here for every episode going, why doesn't their dad have a heart? <laughs> and it's because his evil common rider belt makes an evil heart inside his chest when he does his transformation. And it's really cool. Because Kamen Rider is really cool. <laughs> um, but that's fun because it, it has a more traditional bug theme, which they haven't... You know, like, Kamen Rider's always bug-themed, right, to an extent. But I would go so far as to say the last, like, 16 years, the bug thing has been so tertiary. Um, but this yeah. guy, he does the Kabuto stamp, and he gets a cool beetle wing cape over his arm that he uses as a sword. And it's really cool. Oh, uh, that sounds great. I highly recommend this one as it's airing, because it's like, for the longest time, I just thought it was insane. But it is insane in the best way. Like, it is totally like, I thought they were just throwing everything at the wall, but they totally know exactly what they're doing. They're just being insane. Um, I'll also give this point, this series points for having a, like, I think zero one had a good one. And I know zero one had a non-binary rider, but this time the girl rider is like genuinely just a normal rider. And that's really nice to see. Oh yeah. Uh, Cause it's, yeah, it's just like, yeah. After watching a lot of, like, the mid-2010s ones, or, like, the early-2010s ones and some 2000s ones, and you see, like, every time they try to do a girl rider, and it's just the most misogynist thing you've ever seen. Uh, it's, it's, it's really nice to see this. I think, like, between this and Zero One, and I think there was some stuff in Zio or something to an extent as well, my girlfriend was telling me, it really feels like they actually realized, like, oh, shit, wait, maybe we don't have to hate women maybe people like when there's a cool woman in things <laughs> um but yeah that's basically all i've done <laughs> no hey listen uh, i've recently been watching colombo so i oh you have oh yeah no how um, far are you <laughs> no because the way that i do it is that um somebody i follow on twitch has started to like stream it basically like um oh. everything is on archive.org like all of yeah. Columbo is yeah. just archive.org. So what we have been doing is just like every Sunday, Columbo Sunday, um, we have just been watching like, started out the first season, or what is it? The 
original pilot, which is based off, I oh, believe, yeah. a like play or like a. Uh, yeah, and you can tell because oh, yeah. it's really, really different. It's a really different Columbo. Um, and then we've just been going through every episode after. Uh, I think we last stopped at like see episode four or five of season one, but uh, yeah, I think episode four. A lot of fun. Just really great to also have it in like a group watch environment, where also just like people of similar like media backgrounds watching this for the first time, and just coming like the first season where it's like Columbo. Or that first episode of Columbo just, like, actively, like, um, uh, for the killer, he gets to the accomplice, and he just starts actively trying to, like, interrogate her, and, like, raising his voice, which he never does, like, ever. We, we just, like, made, we just came up with the backtrack lore of, like, he's unleashing his stand, he's doing the Columbo curse! <laughs> He's beca- he's the- acting too powerful right now. So in every that's why like in everything else he's he just realized I can't get that powerful again. Man, <laughs> I'll hurt somebody. I'll hurt somebody uh, that I don't want to hurt. My wife told me never to let that guy out again. I'm sorry. I, <laughs> my wife, he did, a- she didn't really like seeing that guy. <laughs> she uh. didn't like seeing the tailed beast inside of me. <laughs> and, and I think that's the other thing as well. Like uh, the fucking Gianni, like, um, Columbo in Death Note video really, I think, helped put Columbo back on the, uh, fucking, like, general mainstream of folks. Both people that have just watched it because it is genuinely good television, and then people who yeah. are new to this where it's like, oh, this is fun, and then you just have, like, you're telling me that the PlayStation, they're relaunching the PlayStation store to figure out all these PS3 games. But what I just want to know is, how can you play the PS3 if the PS3 got no games? I know, it's so fucking good. Because I've liked Columbo for years and years. So the second that shit started up, I was like hype beyond belief. And that's why I started. I was like, you know, I should get to the episodes I didn't see. Yeah. Uh, but not, and It's just, so nice. <laughs> like recently, or God, um, there is this recent one. And I think it was episode three, where he just goes off to like a golfing course. And he's just, like, talking to the guy who he assumes, which, correctly, um, was the person who was having, like, an affair with the killer's... Or, not the killer. No, the person that was murdered, whose husband is like, I don't know where she is. Like, just need to get more information. He's just like, I don't know about this golf stuff. I'm not really sure what's going on. And then... Takes off his jacket, and we're just like, I'm taking off my limiters. Give me a second here. Just, it's fun. Hmm? I know, there's that last episode of season five, which apparently is the moment people say that Columbo jumps the shark because they don't show you who did it. Um, Was really, had a real dark Columbo energy to it, where he was like, he was like he was hugging everyone in the episode like he was putting his like he would be like sit like they there were a lot of really long uncomfortable shots where it's just like he just puts his arm around a guy and the guy looks like he wants to die and he's like can you tell me about you know, ship rigging or something and it's just like 
this, this man's gonna die, Columbo. Like he's like going up to this woman and he's like, can you help me move my leg to the meditation pose to this poor woman? And just like grabbing his wretched leg and moving it around. <laughs> and like the, at the end of the episode, he steals someone's boat <laughs> and rides away. And they go, where are you going, Columbo? And he said, I'm gonna meet my wife for lunch. <laughs> And it was just like you're stealing a fucking boat. <laughs> like, yeah. Insane, shit. chaotic energy. I'm telling you, it's really good. I think that episode's good, but the episode immediately after has William Shatner in it. So who can say what's really good? God, Columbo um, overcome by his pa- Columbo succumbing to the disease. It's insane. <laughs> it's insane. It's so fucking good. My demon arm is acting up. <laughs> that's what it well that's what uh, the thing i realized is i i have my 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 cursed eye as it were um where my, my left eye hurts a lot a lot of the time just oh, okay. how it is it's, but but i realized he has the glass eye right peter falk has yeah the glass he eye, does yeah and he, he's always touching it and i'm always doing the same thing and i was like oh my god he's just like me for real <laughs> It was this real <laughs> moment of watching Columbo with the dog. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, oh my god. But no, uh, Columbo fucking owns. Uh, highly recommend it to all, all of our anime watchers. Because if you're looking for something similar to One Piece, uh, no, similar but, uh, to One Piece in length, um, but <laughs> yeah. also the the genuine <laughs> appeal amazing. of Columbo is the fact that at the beginning of each show, or at the beginning of each episode, you see who does the murder. Yeah. You know who the culprit is, how they cover up their tracks, how they just do everything to have the seemingly perfect murder. The rest of the episode is, okay, how does Columbo get this guy? How does Columbo... And just managed to actually solve the case. How does Columbo destroy this man's life in 65 <laughs> minutes? Yep. <laughs> My favorite thing is, like, the episodes are so long that the Columbo movies are just honestly two to three episodes with two catter. And that, to me, is for some reason really funny that that is how, like, cable television back then, serial yeah. television back then was just like... Who this fucking just, cares? Yeah, just three episodes. Yeah, it's Same Sunday night. She wrote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's CBS movie night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just three episodes. You get more. <laughs> uh, better days. To an extent. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Um, I'll, I'll give you a chance to talk before I send it over to the boys, LV. Uh, uh-huh. What What do you want to talk about? I... I, I I'm curious about Platinum, but I do want to say I did see Great Pretender. I was curious. I've only seen okay, half of like yeah, you yeah. as I, well. I'm so. not gonna. I I'm gonna. Yep. For me, I think I will end my contribution to this roundtable in a positive note, and I will. <laughs> 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 I'm actually not quite finished with Great um, Now Plat- Platinum, and the last episode came out last week. So, so here's to that. You might hear my uh, complaints about it inevitably next time. Um, yeah, I really, I really dig Great Pretender. I really dig it. Um, um, which, which, which ties into a, 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 a current season show I dropped because I was just like, damn, I, how a heist anime should be this way, you know, like yeah, I, like the structure of it. Um, a heist, uh, yeah, and 
Love of Kill was very much trying to convey that. Well, not it's not especially a heist, but it's very much you know assassin, you know pe- anti heroes, like just 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 people doing stuff in a very you know and you know like very um, unexpected ways because they're not quite heroes, but also they're not you know like those sorts of things. Love of Kill was sadly just very boring. I actually dropped yeah. it. I dropped it even though it was more than halfway. Like, which is a shame because it's like, okay, I like the pre- I like the premise. I love this dumbass Mr. and Mrs. Smith premise where like they want to, they have to kill each other, but they love each other, but they have to still get you know. Yeah, that's was, fun. You know what the problem? Had, was? It had so much you could have fun with, it, but it, it the pacing was so drawn out and like no one was very interested. Yeah, uh, they repeated the same things over and over again, like over and over like, again. Like you'll, like you'll, you know, like how like a shonen anime will have the last twenty seconds or whatever as the first twenty yes. seconds of the next episode. Yeah, this was like the last three minutes or the first three minutes of the next episode, right. and it's a single right. core show, and it's just like you're wasting so much time, and right, then right. the actual content is so glacial it's just like put that all together and it the, was just the, exhausting the compo- yeah the composition of it felt very strange where it was like here's an episode dedicated okay there's actually a lot of action going on pew pew and then the next episode nothing happens which is trying to be like here's a character development episode. they're just hanging out they're just talk but then no one's like no one's moving forward in anything they're all kind of like stagnated in the way they are like oh she she still like doesn't know how to feel about like oh he's still you know there no one no one I have no experienced any arc and this is a series that's only like twelve or so episodes so yeah but yeah that said um on our hand something like Great Pretender like you know and, and not to blame on the fact that it has more characters in it and like the way it's handling it's different you know it's 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 anthologic it's, it has different stories it's exploring. You know, I, I think it helps benefit, you know, it, it helps benefit it in um, a lot of different ways where it's taking these characters into different different situations. So, yeah, I've only seen the first two cases, as they call it, which is essentially half of the first half of the series where I believe there's two more cases. And that's that for now. Um, and, yeah, it, it, it keeps me on my toes. It's very exciting. It's very fun. Uh, it's very loud and proud and colorful, like wonderful wonderful artistic direction i love this like saturated neon color palette it has like you know stuck around you know it's incorporated into the show's design very miami vice very you know very 80s 90s neon. you know like it's very clear as to what that visual language is and what they're what's sort you know what's the material drawing from they're, they're drawing a lot from modern or modern intrigue you know it's very clear um um, and yeah, like a great cast of horrible bastards. I <laughs> it's just like damn, these people just fucking suck. And yet, um, and yet they hook you in. You're, you're very much like you know what are they gonna do next? And like it's whenever they draw you in through, through a serious moment. Um, for instance, um, I forgot her name, right? But like, um, what was her name? What was her name? Abigail. Yeah, Abigail. For instance, is a very interesting character. Where at a glance, she just seems like. Um, she she she's just someone who's like who's like short tempered all the time and you know she's 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 a bitch like she's she, she's great like she's she's she doesn't hold back on what she wants to do and it's very clear that we learned that oh my god she's a, she was a fucking child soldier and I, like I was very surprised and shocked that this was very much a show a, a piece of Japanese media that actually like explored the Afghanistan war the, the Baghdad war like Iraq you know it was it was so interesting that like it 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 kind of explored that and tapped into it in a way that I think. It didn't. It didn't. It didn't dive deep into it where it didn't need to. But I, I, I think like the way it did to explain why someone is the way they are was very good, actually. Um, 
that that said that said um I think where it was, it's clear that this is a show that where the characters kind of reset in a way. I think that's where it kind of is has its flaw, flaws. Where yeah, it, it, these are kind of cartoonish characters where they keep surviving. They never die. They're they're gonna regress back to their ways because again, they're all shitty people. They're all people who are criminals, etc. And again, somewhere again to like you know you were talking about Colombo and all these other like these are shows where these characters are kind of internal. They will never die. They're they're kind of like set pieces to like. A bigger universe to keep telling stories that so so it's kind of it's kind of like a disservice when they kind of do explore these deeper character arcs with these characters and then they kind of <laughs> they kind of don't they're kind of like hand waved onwards episodes in uh-huh. but it, they certainly do paint like portraits of like okay i kind of know what now these characters present but it doesn't really seem to influence their behavior here on out like for instance the main protagonist which is makoto um you know, his whole reason for getting into the con man life is like, yeah, because of like what happened, you know, like his his being being feeling betrayed by his father. Like his father was a lawyer and his father supposedly got caught in a scandal. And then his mom was just very sickly and that's that. Um and you know, he kinda like unfortunately just had a, like a wave of unlucky <laughs> sorry the joke jo- he got jokerified he had one bad day um no he um yeah he just he just got subjected to like a, a whole series of like just horrible things like just just being like again the rug pulled under him at work where he thought he had a stable job but it turns out everything like was a fucking like laundering scheme or something he should affect so then he was just like yeah you know why not? if i keep getting in trouble like this i'll just keep doing this stuff and keep doing fraudulent acts and stuff and that's how he ended up here in one way or the other um, but yeah, ultimately those things don't really carry throughout the drama of the show. Like, I feel like a lot of the stuff is really contained within, yeah, the cases they go through, like the, the, the very specific schemes they're trying to deal with, with each specific place. Um, and although it's like a weak part, it's uh, of the show where like, and there isn't really like character development that carries through and isn't really impactful. I think again, especially in ways where this is a show about like different ethnicities, so again, like in a lot of ways, I think like Abigail's backstory, where she is someone from the Middle East, and she was subjected to like all those atrocities. It's just like it's like oh man, it's like wow, it's saying so much, but then it's never gonna talk about this again, isn't it? Like it feels that way, right? Um, it kind of does that. It kind of does those stories a, a disservice, where like I was like very surprised by that being represented at all. Um, but overall, like yeah, I it's 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 it is what it is. Like it is a, otherwise a solid series, despite something like that i have an issue with but it's again very minimal because they are not technically the main focus of what the series is about which is again here's a bunch of like dipshits doing bad things and like will they succeed and you know (laughs) and will they which again like you know robin hood effect they're ultimately justifying what they're doing by like hey these are there are shittier people out there and we're trying to bring just you know we're, we're doing shitty things to them we're not quite the bad guys you know it's one of those things right and, and yeah, just overall, a very stylish show. I've heard a lot of things about the second half of the series is not that great. Or, or, or not that great, but more like, oh, it's not as strong. Um, but that's it. It is quite yeah, a ride. It is, it's, it is very good. Well. And, like, it's visuals, it's music. It's just overall presentation is very solid. And I'm glad to finally, like, just come around to, like, trying it out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I need to get back to it because I... I, that was actually I was waiting for this because I was watching it with my girlfriend, <laughs> uh, so now we can right. watch that easier. But uh, no, I got I got I got a little less than halfway through, and I was really enjoying it. Um, mm-hmm. But I did have some of the same problems as you. Um, mm-hmm. Like yeah, for instance, like they outright show like 
discrimination. They already showed them yeah. being fucking racist to each other. And it's like, oh, okay, yeah, well, yeah, it's realistic. They're not good people, and they're not encountering good people. And this is a very multicultural show. And, like, I was very... I really love the the little technical, like, joke they did in the first episode where, you know, and it's so funny how so many people were, not so many, but there was a good handful of people who were, who were watching the dub and they were very miffed by it. Like, they, like, it's like, okay, come on. It was, it's clearly like an artistic decision to get, where they're speak regardless of the language version you're watching, they're actually kept the Japanese language track because they're focused on Japan. Um, you know, Makoto is like one of the key Japanese characters in the show. And um, at some point when he runs into um, um, one of the other protagonists, which is a, a French white man, that is just the Japanese voice actor trying to speak English with him. Um, you know, and bo- they're both say it's both the same, but like it's it's that's what it's trying to portray. It's portraying this person who's not fluent in English trying to speak to this man in a different language. Um and it does a cut in the middle of like the episode being like, you know what? For the sake of everyone's time, they're going to be speaking the language of the yeah. new show from here on out. And that was extremely funny to me. That was extremely funny. And then it actually switched. And uh, again, I was watching the English dub. It switches to the proper English dub language track. And I thought that was a very interesting technical decision. I don't think I've seen anything else do. No, it's good. I like it. It's a lot, really yeah. yeah, it was a it was a really Clever. funny gag. I mean, like more and more we, we do see like localization efforts do a duolingual uh dual uh, duolingo. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. The, the fucking Get language that owl together. In the there. fucking owl is haunting my dreams. Get that uh, and it's still telling booth. me, hey, you haven't finished your German lesson number two. Um anyway, um <laughs> He's hanging out. You're running out of points. Um, uh, uh, dual language, you know, dual language uh, tech, uh, you know, uh, things which, you know, I, I think, all, you know, if we're talking about video games, I think only me would have been great at Ace Attorney because, like, racism is such a pivotal part of that story. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it makes sense to, like, um, further enhance that immersion by, like, actually having the Japanese characters speak Japanese or just be the Japanese actors. You know, it's like, I think that's very cool. And I, I want, I would love to see more of that, especially when the globalization of anime and just animation in general where a lot of those things can be just done now, you know? And I think that's really cool. It was just a tiny joke and I was so impressed by it. <laughs> yeah. It's the little things that the little we things. remember the most, as they say. <laughs> I definitely um, hesitate on the second half, if only because the fact that knowing it's an entire 12-episode season because each, like... The, the first core is, like, separate, like, uh, heists yeah. chopped yeah. up into, like, different episode amounts. So for a whole yeah, yeah. core to take up. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like, for some reason, one is just really long and it didn't need to be. And, like, yeah, I, I tell yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, it, I, I feel like it, what I'm getting, because I haven't started it yet, focuses much more on the uh, leader of the whole, like, uh, confidence yeah, ring. Yeah. So... You know, I get wanting to have that space, but I could also see where it's like you have two or three episodes in Dubai, two or three episodes in um, L.A., three, maybe four episodes in London. Mm -hmm. To have something so heavily focused could definitely feel like another kind of dragging. Yeah, the momentum is suddenly different now. Like we had, there was an established structure that's now suddenly different. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. But no, I definitely enjoyed what I saw of it as well. So, so before we wrap up, 
we're gonna have one more thing, which is once again handing it to the boys to discuss. <laughs> boys night. Um, boys night. <laughs> I don't know how fun this is based on your your writing here, but uh, if you if wanted to talk about dress up darling and uh, how you felt about it ending? Question mark. Yeah. I mean, the, the the first season of the anime is over. I would not be too surprised if they didn't make another season. Yeah. Even if they oh, don't, the, the manga's still going. But, I mean, overall, I liked it. You know? I, I, I definitely, definitely like this show. Um, I'm, just, I'm just so happy that there's, like, this nice rom-com story out there for folks who are normal. Almost, I, I want to say, like it's just it, it's it's a, it's refreshing to see an anime that is portraying a young love with all the ups and downs of it in a really even-handed and like an interesting way. I I very much appreciate it. I think there's a lot of people like trying to just compare it to like way more fetishy stuff, like your Nagatoros and stuff like that. Which, you know, I'm not going to just, like, completely tell you to fuck off if you like Nagatoro. But also, I just think that, like, comparing Nagatoro and Dress Up Darling is a bit disingenuous. Where it does very much feel like Nagatoro is just trying to play off this specific fetish. This specific thing to get guys excited. But Dress Up Darling is very much a... Like, yeah, there there is cheesecake in this. But... And... If they removed it, it wouldn't be, we wouldn't be missing too much. But at the same time, I think when they do do it, there is still a little bit of a reason behind it. Because it is very much like, this is how Gojo is trying to deal with, like, being with a hot babe, basically. And then, like, she, she, she finds him attractive, too. Like, one, like, one of the funnier scenes is, like she takes Gojo out shopping and she's like, yeah, I want to, I want to get you some nice clothes. I want to dress you up. Cause you know, you've been dressing me up. I want to, I want to see you in nice stuff. And he just puts on like the dumbest shit. Like he's dressing up like Guy Fieri and the guy, like <laughs> the, the, the attendant who's helping them at the, at the clothes store is like, Oh wow. Like this, this guy, this, she's just picking out some real dog shit for this guy to be wearing. But her inside her head, she's just like, "Oh my god, he is so fucking cute." Uh, no matter what we put on him, he's adorable. Like it's 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 so cute just to see these kinds of interactions with these characters. Like I, I don't know, I I think that the comparison is off. There's definitely things wrong with Dress Up Darling, but I just feel like saying like completely brushing it off and trying to say it's it's another one of those shows for guys who have no hoes and stack no paper or whatever the fuck like shut up <laughs> just, just <laughs> shut up dude <laughs> i want to know who in the anime community i, I want to know the dude who's who watches anime who goes you stack no paper you get no bitches you watch dress up darling you'd be surprised <laughs> there- yeah, bro, they're... you're watching Moshoku Tensei. Bro, you're watching My Girlfriend is a Gal. You can go Asian 47 yourself, dude. Yeah. Listen, they got lots of sexy anime figures they can look at, okay? You're just jealous. Well, they can send some to me. <laughs> yeah, like, it's just... Just be normal about it. It's fine. Whatever. It's It's just a fun show, and I think it's fine for what it is. Yeah, 
No, like, if I really had to consider it, Dress Up Darling is my anime of the season, because it was the thing that started mm-hmm. the season and ended the season that I consistently kept up with. Yeah. Like, it's fantastic up and down. The thing that definitely gets me... or The thing that I knew was eventually coming up, and... <laughs> yeah. Like, was going to be, regardless of how it was going to be handled, it was just going to be a point of discussion. Is it's the fact it's that one, one very cost- dumb bit that is just very yeah. poorly handled. Like, it should not be there at all, and it's very dumb, and like... Both in anime and manga, it's yes. very much one of those things that, in hindsight... Eh, this could have been done with something better, or you could have gotten something else out of this. Where, um, for the next cosplay that um, uh, Marion wants to do after the uh, Magical Girl uh, group cosplay, she's basically showing Gojo Guilty Gear, and she's like, "Oh, look at this girl! She's so cool!" This like Ramlethal equivalent, and she's like, "I wanna uh, dress up like her." And he's like, well, yeah, that's quite the revealing outfit. And then, you know, bringing up the fact that Ram the Ramlethal clone is a very dark complexioned or heavily tanned character. So they're thinking, man, how are we going to pull that off? Cut to next day. Gojo opens the door. Hey, how's it going? Marion, you're so tan. What happened? Oh, you know, I got that tan. No, actually, I bought this foundation. That um goes and like gets my skin color, or gets my complexion close to the character. Uh, can I just borrow your shower to like wash it off? Uh, let's go shopping, and then the rest of that episode is fine because it's just you know a focus on Marine and Gojo, and yeah, arguably after that episode, then they're like, okay, we're gonna go focus here, and then at the end of that episode, Gojo's like. Dude, this character that you want to cosplay, I don't feel comfortable, like, being in the same room with you doing it. Because it's just, like, a really big departure from what we've done. And Varian at that point is like, hey, if you're not feeling comfortable with it, we don't have to do it. And then the episode ends with, but, like, if you want to see him, though, (laughs) I could DM you. Do you want my nudes? And, (laughs) like, like, in the way that it's, like, and again... Not outright, but it's people that are actively being interested in each other. Still not at that point yet, but then it's just like, yeah, you know, but what it, that still that episode still has things that I appreciated and mm-hmm. was like a fan of. But ultimately, with this being a Japanese centric lens on cosplay as performance, cosplay as art, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is still just a conversation that's had in multiple circles. And the thing that gets me pissed off more is just the discourse around it, where ultimately it's like, I can't sit here and dictate what you can and can't do as someone that chooses to represent characters that are on screen, but the thing that I can at least go about here is... Think for a second. Every single anime character that you have seen. How many can you name immediately 
that are either black, coded black, coded a person of color, coded an ethnicity that isn't just Japanese or European. Now with that handful, if you are someone that ascribes to the theory of you have to be able to have a direct representation of the source material to do an effective cosplay, is there an actual pool of people for black folk, people of color, to accurately, and I use the biggest fucking air quotes when I say that, uh-huh. cosplay somebody? And I mean, it's it's even like a, a kind of against some of the stuff that the show talks about, where like they very much they they had the scene where they went to like the big cosplay uh, gathering and they were like yeah like a lot of these people don't look screen accurate but they're representing their character and they're having fun and you know yeah. I, I think that would that like honestly it would be a great little moment to just be like yeah like you could dress up as the character you don't have to fucking do basically blackface to do it like you just like i i know folks who dress up like as characters who have darker skin and, and they just you know they don't paint themselves or anything they're just wearing the costume and like you know yeah. there's definitely folks who have darker skin who cosplay characters that have light skin and they do their own thing you know like whether whether it's like more quote-unquote faithful or if they do their own spin where it's just like yeah like i made them more like as like a like how i feel like they would represent themselves if they were black or like that sort of thing like all that stuff is like a valid way to show your love for a character and I, you know, I do wish that they could have just, like, pointed that out here, because that is kind of, like, part of what Dress Up Darling is saying, and so, you know, I will say, as someone who has looked a bit further into the manga, they, you know, go into some stuff with, like, cross-dressing and, like, stuff like that, and I think they they, they do a pretty, pretty alright job with that, just, like, talking about, like, you know, why people would want to dress up as characters who don't quote-unquote match them and i think they do a good job talking about that but yeah here it's just like this one moment where it's just like yeah you're 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 not really thinking this through you're being kind of fucky with this and it's it's not it's not a it's not a good look but yeah it is it is very much just this like this one bit and then they move on and then you're just kind of like oh boy all right well yeah because the latter episode just Again, focus more on Gojo and Maureen becoming more comfortable with each other mm-hmm. through this shared hobby. And that is impeccable. Like, that is very solid writing in terms of a rom-com mm-hmm. where you just have these two people getting to know each other better. And, like, it, it just is unfortunate that this one, like, moment really... One was just kind of just like, a, uh, all right, we're going through this. But then you just see the conversation around some of it, and it's like, oh, I'm less mad about the show itself, because it's still wanting to be open about stuff. I'm more pissed off by the people who will say, like, God, what were some of those? This is a very USA conversation. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm glad to know black people don't exist uh. in the Netherlands. Or Japan. Or <laughs> China. Or... Mm-hmm. I'm glad the dark-skinned people don't exist in Southeast Asia. Mm-hmm. Like even just specifically in Japan, like there's such a specific discussion about that stuff with this, like you know, Southern Islands and stuff. It's just, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. 
No, for sure. And it's like it it's stupid to think that these conversations don't exist just because of the fact that we assume a completely mono-ethnic state. No, it's just an ethnic majority cuz show me an actual mono-ethnic state in 2022. You can, and the people that advocate for it are also people I want to punch in the face. It's it, it, the, the kind of people that are like just trying to brush all this aside are the kind of people that are like posting pictures of Uzaki and being like, "Oh, these the, these these fucking insane triggered libs in America. Oh, Japan is so based." And then you look at their Twitter profile and they they live in Wisconsin. You know, it's just like it's it's that kind of shit. <clears throat> It's like, no, you don't see my, like, curiosity about why Nagatoro is, like, dealing with shit as a frustrated, very tan person. Mm -hmm. You don't think I'm not going to read a little bit into that? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Again, it... Dress Up Darling, ultimately, fantastic show. I'm very eager to see if it does continue, because top-notch atmosphere... Animation surprisingly well done. Yeah. Um, just a lot of good things and stuff that's coming forward. I also am curious to see as well. It was just one of those moments of just like, all right, yeah, like this is technically a component of cosplay, and so we want to like see some focus on it, but it's more like. Uh, the theme there, the the ultimate message of that chapter, I would say, was like, sometimes I'm not going to see eye to eye on somebody's cosplay, but I still want to hang out with this person so we can do something else. Mm-hmm. It could have easily just has been like, oh, Marion, what do I need for this cosplay? Oh, you know, just got to make two belts. What? Yeah, that's it. Ooh, I don't know about that one. Like, because that's ultimately what the hesitation is for gojo still so yeah i mean and, and hell like it could have they, they could have even turned it into like if they wanted to talk about not being comfortable with doing a cosplay i mean i don't know if they would make Marin be ignorant but it, you know there could have just been a bit where she were like gojo's just straight up like yo yo don't don't put that shit on <laughs> Yo, that ain't good, sis. You know. Like, See, unfortunately, unfortunately, I don't even think Gojo would be that tuned into what the fuck's going on in the world. I mean, yeah, exactly. Like, it wouldn't really fit like their characters and all that. But like, yeah, I mean, it's that. That's that's kind of that. That's how it is. You just kind of have to like hope that the author themselves are are in tune enough to know that 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 ain't gonna fly. But. I don't fucking know. I mean, yeah, it, it it was it was it was a bad bit in that episode. But again, I would say that on the whole, the show is still really solid, and I would recommend folks check it out if they are interested in a rom com anime. Yeah, <clears throat> the ratio of ha geez to oh I like this isn't as big. <laughs> That's actually the like standard for anime recently. I mean, to be quite honest. <laughs> There's the weeb ass shit rating, and then there's the ratio of oof to all right. Yeah, it's okay. It's I. Yeah, yeah. Ranking of kings, <laughs> though. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> I was gonna say go, you can go right ahead. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so, um, this is this is something we knew for a while, and like I feel like I've been waiting for a chance to bring it up, or after we had talked about it. 
Because mm-hmm. I sure as hell didn't know, and it's kind of just like, ah, oh, no, this legitimately sucks. Because for Moranjo's backstory, she comes from this group, uh, th- this village that is adjacent to another village, where the one village takes everything from the kind-hearted people who always give and will never retaliate. And then a invading, what is it, the kingdom, or like the gods, are invading. And at this time they decide, oh, we no longer want to side with you, we're going to side with the gods. And so we're going to kill everybody in this village and then just torture a young Moranjo. And that leads to her wanting power to... uh, do to take revenge on the people that wronged her and then find purpose afterwards. Someone pointed out that it very much is a dog whistle for the interactions between China, Korea, and Japan. I think specifically echoing sort of just like anti-Korean sentiments specifically with this um, village of like inherently mean-spirited people who constantly asked for the kind-headed people to help, and then later went on and um, helped in the disentanglement or, like, uh, destruction of that village. And it sucks when something that, up to that point, was very um, passive and also, think like, thoughtful of showing interiority for yeah, its characters... But- yeah, like, that's really the thing that got me when I read about that stuff, is, like, immediately that was the thing I was liking about Ranking of Kings, and then when you read that, you're like, oh, okay, and then you, I, from what I can tell from everyone who's seen it, when you see it, you're also like, damn, man. I mean, I need, I still needed someone to, like, actually tell me it, to be like, oh, no, wait, that is there, yeah. I think after playing my, um, my Muramasa VN, I would have noticed on my own just because I've been noticing it more and more recently. Um, after I mean, like also like reading it. up a ton about it. It's like, yeah, it's insane how insidious it is specifically in Japanese media. Oh yeah. You can clock it in some stuff. Fucking what if Japan was being failed by every other nation and you needed a mech to show that it's still strong. Fucking whatever that show is that we talked about in the uh, spring uh dissection yeah and he's the last true japanese person because the nature the nation's ruined by immigrants yeah yeah stuff like that but no in this one it was so out of left field because yeah like every person is given the space to be shown as human save for including the literal devil but then you don't do it for this group of people who are just inherently mean-spirited inherently yeah. evil people. Like, you feel like that should have been the obvious pathway, right? Is to just dissect and dismantle that. Like, yeah. nomenclature or, or like, being used, or like... Make it like they're being used. Make it that it's like, we hate that we have to do... That. Like, showing them on an yeah, even anything. field. Because it's like, oh, these are the magic users, and then these are the no magic users. So keep them in like a peaceful... Like discussion but then when the gods come by and like offer more then it's just like i'm I'm still not gonna say like that would be the grounds to like immediately kill torture do it but at least be like i don't know show them at a moment of weakness and then that leads to a very regretful decision 
still play with the interiority that you were showing so that I'm not left with this bad taste in my mouth of just realizing, like, shit, the thing that I was definitely considering for anime of the year has a very big, like, uh, blind stain, spot, like, stain yeah. on it, blind spot, because of just the way that I want to handle this. And it's not just the one episode, or rather, what then gets me for the latter end of this show is the fact that this is all backstory for Moranjo. This is trying to explain why Moranjo came to be the person that she is. I will argue that the adulthood Moranjo sets up for herself is more in line with the show than the inciting childhood. And that's unfortunate because it becomes such a focus for these last span of episodes because it's Boji choosing to say, okay, we're not gonna kill Moranjo, we're gonna find another way to help her, because I still believe in the good of people, and I want to do what I can to save people. It's this long chain of people that have been affected by Moranjo having to say, you know, you still gave me a benefit, so I still want to be able to repay that to you in any way possible. It's still presenting her in the plot, but then the further these episodes go... She just feels like a side point or just like something else that is sort of just there. Because then we also have the situation around um, Oaken, this character that... Um, John, remind me, have you seen Oaken yet? I have, yes. Are you aware of who Oaken is? The, he's like... Uh, he's someone. He's like I think one of the brothers of the like the the like king. He isn't is he like one of the king's brothers or something? Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I just want to like make Daisha's sure like brother. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm going to be here talking about spoilers, obviously, but I'm also just being courteous enough to my friends who are still watching, like with the dub or with other, or might not be as like quickly caught up. But um, yeah, Oaken, this like. Uh, immortal beast of like a bodyguard that Moranjo just breaks out of the underworld prison is uh, Desha and Despa's brother who fought with them to overthrow their uh, father who was sort of just like mad with power and I think also like one of those original gods and unfortunately he is like gifted the gift of immortality in a way that just slowly rots him from the inside and just turns him into like this unrecognizable like bloodthirsty monster and with this intersection it's like okay you know if we can get Moranjo here we're gonna try and just figure out this plan to um bring Oaken back or try and like fix him again so we're getting ourselves involved in any way that we can Boji's there not completely sure what's going on but he's like hey I need you on my side. I want to try and do this with as zero casualties as I can. And so the episodes go. We There's a very good fight sequence with Boji and another character that is so well done in the way that it blends metaphor specifically and still like presents that into its animation. 
really blew me away when I saw it. This was two episodes after that backstory, and so I needed like a buffer basically because I was still fucking soured on what I was like processing. Yeah. But then thankfully, like the next episode, I'm like, no, nah, this rules. And then the end of it just kind of wraps everything up in a way that is like, whew, man, we kind of just fumbled the bag here a bit. We definitely kind of just fumbled the bag. And then is equal parts setting up other stuff where it's like, all right, I'm at least still eager to see what's going to come out of this. But, man, we really, uh, we really said we forgive the character that caused a lot of pain. Also, uh, the shitty kid gets to marry her now. Yeah, that was the vibe I got as well. They're both elves, so they deserve each other. (laughs) That was the take I had seen, to an extent. Um, And I'm definitely going to get back to watching it at some point. Oh, yeah. Like, it was for real. Like, like I was already going to be like, I I think I had worked myself up. Because I've I've consumed enough stuff that unfortunately has the Japanese nationalist tendencies inherent. Just like, you know, we all consume normal American stuff that happened to have that. Mm-hmm. over the years um but i was like well i'll know what's there i'll know to condemn it and understand it and then i was just like i think you specifically said like oh man seeing it in action i was like oh man maybe i need to put it off even more because it's like uh it's just so weird like you have to wonder how it happens right like how do you develop enough of a mindset to create a work about interiority and then miss it that bad yeah like how does it happen like i realize that everyone has their own nationalist blind spots or misunderstandings about the way that they their you know environment or what have you is perceived but it's just like how does that happen actually like how do you do that that easy of a fuck up really like and i guess the secret it might be it might just it might be something the creator really believes yeah who can say we don't know it just sucks ass you know for a while it's like you, you just become so entangled in a work and it's only until the uh last minute do you ever find anything that's wrong now, um, excuse me while I take a big drink of water and I look up news about that Roroni Kenshin anime. Mm. <laughs> I had to tell someone last month oh. about it who's not big into anime but was like, they were talking about something and then they were like, oh, I should really check out, I think, something with Netflix and Roroni Kenshin. And I was just like, oh. Netflix. I wish I could. I thought they were something. They were. They were talking. Maybe about the it. movies. The that might have been movies. it. Yeah, that might have been it. They Which were again, saying. yeah, like it's it's sad. They're good. They're like actually really yeah. good live action. They're like probably one of the best like live action editions I've seen of an anime. And then it's just like, damn, this fucking sucks. Yeah, it really <laughs> I can't sucks. watch it because well, I can't watch it on a like legal means. Like this man is still getting money from this in some way. He's still yeah. like given permission to like work on this. It would be a bit. You know, it would be a less complicated situation if he wasn't. You know, it would still be pretty, you know, it still feels bad. But he's still tied with this, you know. Oh, yeah. Ugh. Such is the state of the industry. Um. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Is Attack on Titan done? Is that done? Hey, hey, it's I, believe, it I believe. That's 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 the silver line. I think is, is the that final season gone? is ending this week. Okay. And oh my! Then just, I, that will be it. We'll ending, never hear it again. And I don't know. Yeah, I. <laughs> we we've been saying, and everyone's been saying it's ending. But I'm like, when? No, give me a date. Give me the date. What is the actual last? I yeah, saw no. some fucking falling into place. Yeah, Maverick. Fucking, oh, I can't believe these, like, uh, USA-centric conversations of these epic libs. <laughs> Meanwhile, let me go watch the last episode of Attack on Titan. I saw some dialogue from the final chapter of Attack on Titan, and I was shaken to my core when I saw the genuine line where the main character says something like, no, the, um, Mikasa can't like another person or whatever. She has to only think about me for the rest of her life. And I was like, bro, bro, <laughs> who's writing this? <laughs> Insane. Insane. Um, but yeah, um, I think that about does it then. Mm -hmm. Not to end on a dire note, but you know. It's just how it be sometimes. Folks, all that we ask is that you um, continue to update your media literacy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for real. Just just keep trying to learn and understand things. That's what it comes down to. Don't just immediately get mad if someone says the thing you like sucks in a <laughs> well-worded way. Um, but yeah, um, so our next anime that we're going to watch... Um, you know, just to wash out the uh, March Comes In Like a Lion, we gotta get some sword art online in this. But this is a spinoff <laughs> written by, um, I think, is it the Kino's Journey? Uh, Kino's Journey is that, oh, author, really? I believe. Is that the... Okay. Yeah. Um, and it, uh, it's Gun Gale Online, and you can find it on Crunchyroll. Um, I think it might be somewhere else as well. It might be on Netflix, but it's everyone's, on Crunchyroll. Everyone's favorite website right now, Crunchyroll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was almost saying maybe we should bring back the news segment for that, but I'm sure people know. Um, but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna check that out. I think it's only it's a twelve or thirteen episodes, something like that. Um, but yeah, we're gonna watch that. I've heard it's a very nice time. I've heard it's just very standalone, and you don't have to understand anything. Kirito isn't there. Which um, I think everyone can be happy about. So, yeah, check that out. And we'll talk about that next month. Um, here's a little bit. As always, patreon.com slash VGCC. $3 a month gets you every episode two weeks early. Um, and we're finally for real. Almost done the redesign for real this time for real. Yes, so. it's happening. It's here almost the spiel might change mm -hmm. over the course of whenever we figure out what the hell we're doing with that. But, um, yeah, thank you for supporting us always. Um, and, uh, thank you all for joining me. I hope everyone has a good night and, uh, I'll see you next time on another episode of unlimited Real works. See ya. <laughs> <laughs>